0: Hey, Lab Rats, it's Kendra. This is Jessica, and you're listening to Lucid Lab. We're back for our second lab reports. We're finally here. It's only the- taken us, what, six months? <laughs> it really has. We just haven't had time to read through stuff. <laughs> no, we've been busy, ladies, as you all know. Yes. It's been a crazy busy summer, but I'm happy we're getting one more lab report in before summer's over. I've been wanting this for a really long time. We're really excited to finally do this. Like mm-hmm. we've been teasing it since the first episode and now I mean, we're we have. 21 episodes in. <laughs> and then <laughs> I it? was like, Kendra, I have to do this. I'm going to yes. go through it. We're going to
1: figure it out. Let's put one of these out. The official kind anyway. Right. Technically we did Michaela for our yes. first one. But this is the official lab report episode that
0: we'll continue to do moving forward. And what type. we originally like mapped out for what our lab report would look yes. like. Yep. So Jessica and I just sat down. It's late on a Friday. Like we started recording later than usual. It's almost 11 at night. It's 11 p.m. It's a good time to record a funny episode. It is. Or we're maybe goofy. not funny. Goofy episode. Yeah. We're going to be a little bit probably sillier than usual. But we got here and Jessica had lit all these beautiful candles and LED lights for us to give the we always, ambiance. We <laughs> always
1: have the mood going. Yes. Always lights off we really have always recorded in like this really dark space with all these spooky little lights just to give us the feeling that we want to feel. Right. But we sat back down (laughs) and every single one of them, they're gone. They're They're off. off. We have four lights here, guys.
0: They all went off at the same time. This is not connected to electricity, by the way, right now. No, this is not at all. This is candle lit and battery lit stuff. LED. And Jessica said she just put a new battery in one Of these candles. It's weird. So we're a little like spooked out at the moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we haven't tried to add new batteries or relight the candle yet because we're just, we're honoring the ghost. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) they don't want us to have lights. All right. They want us in the dark. So we're in the dark. Very
1: strange. And it took a minute. We were like sitting here talking and I was like, why is your light off? And I was like, wait, why are all the lights off?
0: <laughs> and I noticed when I came back in here after we were getting everything set up, I came in here and I was like the lights off. But I didn't notice the other three. I just noticed this yeah, one when I set my drink down. I gave her her own individual like candle, candle light.
1: thing and that was off. And I'm just sitting here staring. I'm like, hmm,
0: wait a second. they're all off off. (laughs) anyway a good I guess introduction to
1: our episode today I think so because we're reading some stories from you guys that
0: are spooky yeah some other things so it'll be fun right on cue well I'm excited to get into all of our stories, but I did want to reference back to our original lab reports. And Mikayla. that was Michaela Jones. Yes. And we have gotten really good reception for that episode. We continue to get listens and downloads. Yes, It's probably one of the top every week. Every and, day. And I hope everyone like listens to that story and hopefully we'll see some more traction and help with that case. I did want to provide a update because when we did the Michaela Jones story, we were talking about Ethan Sivi, which was one of the two men that were convicted, and we had mentioned in the story that he was up for parole, and that was concerning because he had only been in prison since October, right? And he came up for parole in July, I believe, and he was denied, Yay. so As he, he will stay be. in jail. We don't know when the next parole hearing right. is coming, but thank God he got denied, so yes. he will stay in jail. That's good. So that's good news. Uh, we don't have any other real big updates because. Because uh-huh. things Ethan take time. And, yeah, things take time. But we'll, you know, bring it up as we do more lab reports and maybe even in regular episodes as we hear more. But we wanted to say thank you all for embracing that first lab reports episode, even though it wasn't the way that we originally planned. We still think that was a really important story. And thank yeah. you. For- and
1: always please keep Michaela and her family in your hearts. And if you listen to that story and you go and follow their page, share. Yeah. You never know when something else is going to break through for that. Justice for Michaela Jones. Yes.
0: And that's on Facebook and TikTok yep. and Instagram. Yep. So let's do some co-star for a second. That's been a long time since we've done that on an episode. I don't know. I feel like we always say it's been so long and it was like two episodes ago. <laughs> so sorry, guys. <laughs> we, we have a short memory.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have a short memory.
0: And at the same time, like our weeks are long. We have really okay. long weeks. And sometimes yeah. we're recording like three weeks in between episodes yeah. because Ex- of yep. travel schedules and kids yeah. schedules. Yep. So, co-star. So, mine isn't that great. It just says, Today, your mind is confused. Mm -hmm. You try to put everything you have to say in a letter, but the whole thing comes out like a ransom note.
1: (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me, because I
0: feel like that's how I write emails sometimes. (laughs) Sit on a bench on a busy street or at a park. Describe one thing about each person who walks by you. White shoes, blue (laughs) dress, creepy dude, cricket smile. (laughs) (laughs) He looked at me weird. That's what I noticed. It says, you already know the thrill of the chase. And that's a start. That doesn't make sense. Like, I'm going to sit on a park like a creeper and look at everybody. And then it's the thrill of the chase. That kind of sounds like the start of a serial killer. AI's fucking up. <laughs> okay, what's your say? I'll do my do's and don'ts after you read your. Mine thing. says to
1: be assertive, bold, and fearless. Oh, I feel like I do that. You do that most sometimes. of the time.
0: <laughs> Some days we feel more bold and fearless than now, others. When I'm <laughs> tired, but. What's your dues? My dues make no sense. Um, They are metal. I don't know what kind of metal they mean. That'll make sense. But later. it's followed by headbang. So maybe they mean metal music. I should like do that some headbanging. And then I don't even know if some of our listeners are going to know what the fuck this is. But it's Junko jeans. Do you oh know my Junko gosh. jeans? Yes, I used to have them. They were so popular when I, I was in them. junior high, and I think they are making a comeback. They are. So I've seen them online, maybe. actually. They have the huge pockets. I haven't seen
1: anyone actually wearing them, though.
0: No. Okay, we're going to rock some Junko jeans. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: No, my butt's too big for that now. Yeah, I can't do <laughs> Junko jeans. They were That's low rise, That's not made too. for hips. That's made for, like, tiny so little bodies. For and junior then, high girls. Yes, exactly. And boys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Now I want to see my daughter in it. <laughs> She'd be cute, in it? She would. (laughs) My don'ts are dynamite. Won't blow any shit up tonight. Don't wedding bells. They don't have to worry about that ever. I don't have any plans to get married again. And then don't heart-shaped box. No candy. What else comes in a heart-shaped box? Like, that's what I think of as candy. Yeah. Or Nirvana, heart-shaped box, that song. We can go listen to the CD. I do like some Nirvana. I haven't yes, that I song still in a have while. CDs. <laughs> you know what? I was reading that they're better quality than MP3s and all of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the younger generation now is getting CDs and vinyls for yeah. that reason. Because
1: even though you go anywhere, CDs are gone now because they're like vinyls replacing it with. The- yeah. And I'm like, no, they're still way too big. You can't do shit with that. I don't it's know. It's only going to be a fad for a while. I mean, I feel like they're cool. That's what I was
0: about to say. They have a they're cool really vibe. They're really cool.
1: But at the same time, the reason we went from that to CDs is because big things can't go many places. And yeah, they, you can't it, take it in it your takes car. Up, <laughs> it takes up too much space in small places, especially like an apartment or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Anyway, that's why I still have my CDs. Well, I do not have any of my CDs. I got rid of all of them. I do not have a record player. But I am tempted because I have seen so many cool records, like all of the new albums coming out from different artists. They're making vinyls now and they're doing like special edition and pictures and all of that. And I'm like, uh, oh, maybe I should do some vinyls. My kids are starting to do vinyl. So...
1: At my old house, because it's still there because I left it, I had this old vinyl record player, like one of those old ones that looks like an entire like console. Oh, yeah. It's like a buffet table. Mm -hmm. And I got it and I was going to refurbish it. And I ran out of time and I couldn't take it with me. Oh. So what are your do's and don'ts? So my do's are rhythm. You got the rhythm.
0: Strutting. Strut that stuff. (laughs) And platform shoes. Okay, but platform shoes did not end up well in Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) You were strutting in your platform shoes, and then we were. So, this is past tense (laughs) when I had confidence in these things. Before I fell on my
1: ass (laughs) or before you fell on your ass and I broke everything. else. (laughs) By the way, my knee is like officially ruined. Oh, no. Like I'll shave my knee and there's no feeling to it. But I still can put no pressure on my knee anywhere.
0: You should probably go see a doctor.
1: Like even like leaning onto my daughter's bed to like give her a hug. Like anything soft. It doesn't matter. Anything hurts my knee. (laughs) My don'ts are musical numbers,
0: marquees. Okay. And figurehead. So don't, musical numbers, marquees. Don't go see a Broadway show. I have no idea what the figurehead would be. I don't.
1: It does tell me that I need to rearrange my room, but I just created my room. Yeah, you just moved in. You
0: don't need to rearrange. And then where would our podcast studio go?
1: It, there's no other options, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> It does tell me for myself, it says that I don't have to be so self-efficient. Kendra can help me loosen up, oh. take a break from my internal lives, move my body, <laughs> and don't stop until I get
0: the endorphin rush. Okay, here's what it says today. Kendra, you are known to be approachable, and Jessica is able to slowly open themselves to others. You understand each other. Your interior structure can feel like a trap. Soften your shell. Make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> give them a trophy. That doesn't even make sense. Is this written by AI? This has to fucking be it written has by AI. To be re- This does not make Once any sense. Once upon a
1: time, it wasn't AI, and now it is.
0: Yeah, because that doesn't even go together. CoStar, neither- we have been talking about you for months now. And now we give up because you're AI. You're not even a real person. <laughs> you're not. God damn it. So speaking of real people, we have real people's stories today to share, Yay. which is pretty fun, hopefully. I don't know for sure, because we kind of picked the stories based on the titles, I think. And yeah. We wanted it to be more like surprise while we're yeah. reading them. We want genuine reactions, So we haven't actually read most of these stories.
1: Yeah. So Kendra's going to read the first one.
0: I am. And the first one, actually, I just said that we chose them based on the title. Yeah. <laughs> this one has no real title. It just no. said it was emailed to us and it just said lab report and straight to the point and the person's name. So I was like, OK, <laughs> I like your style. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Mm. And so I don't know. Should we say his name first? It's from a gentleman listener and his name is Michael. Hey, Michael. So thank you, Michael, for writing in. And for the original title of Michael Lab Report. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> so it says Hi, Jessica and Kendra. Hi. I started listening to the two of you when I came across the Amityville horror episode, as I am very much into haunted stories and have had some experience with that kind of thing myself. Mm. After listening to that episode, I scrolled down and found the Stanley Hotel episodes, which really got me listening to the rest of what you have been putting on your podcast. And I just have to say that I truly love the diversity in topics you cover. Oh, yay. (laughs) We are glad to hear that. We truly love the diversity in our podcast as well. I have heard some stories that definitely change my perspective on the world and what some people are capable of, like with Junko. That Um, was a hard one to listen to. Hard one to do. (laughs) Yeah. That was a really hard one. And imagine how something like that can happen in this crazy world of ours. Yeah. I am halfway through the Betty and Barney alien episode right now. That's a good one, too. I always believed aliens were real. Just too many similar stories for them not to be real. So I guess this was our most recent story that was sent in because <laughs> yeah, that's that why I, know, I think that's another reason we chose yeah. it. I can't remember because we chose these and then I forgot. but yes, this was one that we got just this week. Yeah. anyways, my lab report. I just wanted to share an experience with ghosts. I wouldn't say I'm sensitive to ghosts or as aware as Jessica talks about with what she experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica's very, very experienced with ghosts. But I have felt their presence for sure. My very first time was back where I grew up in Chicago. There was this old abandoned house close to where I used to live. It was in a wooded area with not a lot of other houses close by, which made it very secluded feeling, but also not just deep in some forest. I was around 12 to 13 years old at the time and not one to just go wandering that far off. But it was a house a few people knew about and a place to just go hang out, break things, throw rocks (laughs) through the windows. Oh, typical little boy in Chicago and just be a kid. Being abandoned, there were still quite a few things left in the house like old bikes, clothes, wooden chairs, Mm. a dresser, toys, tree branches all over the place. Kind of like a setting for a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was also this doll that everyone talked about covered in what appeared to be blood but no way of telling for sure at that age just like stuck in the house somewhere I don't know that's interesting just like sitting on the floor (laughs) <laughs> i wonder what kind of doll was it like raggedy ann was it no it
1: can't be raggedy Ann. creeper
0: yes a creeper doll <laughs> i'm sorry i was moving like a creepy um one of those baby alive dolls Ew. i don't know i was always kind of creeped out by dolls myself i don't know Did you I say wasn't. what year it was um i mean he was around age 12 to 13 he didn't really say okay i don't know how old he is i mean he could be 15 now for all i'm just know. wondering what year this was yeah it doesn't say Sorry, we won't always have to give years, guys. But yeah, we are definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. As you know, Jessica and I like to ask questions that nobody can answer. And that's what we're doing (laughs) now. It's just our brand. It's what we do. (laughs) I only remember going out there a couple of times. Once was right around dusk and led into nighttime a little bit. I was just there being a normal kid with a few friends and seeing what else we could find in the house and around the yard. Always a bit of a scavenger hunt to see what we could find. Once it was dark that night, we were inside the house with flashlights playing around until we heard something upstairs. Mm -hmm. It was just a quick knock, but noticeable enough to us. We all immediately stopped what we were doing to listen because we thought someone was in the house with us that we didn't know about, and it made us a little scared. We didn't hear anything for a few minutes, so we decided to go upstairs to see if there was anyone up there. Walking up the stairs, we started to say, hello, just to see if anyone replied, but we heard nothing. Walking around for a bit, we found no one, and with the state of the house, no way to tell if something just fell over or fell off a shelf, maybe the wind or something, because there was just stuff everywhere. Mm. But then we heard the knock again, and it sounded to be upstairs still, and it scared the crap out of us. One of the moments the hair on your neck stands up and you feel the tingle down your back. Now I'm just imagining like a stranger things type of <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. I mean, that would. Well, yeah. they're 12, 13. Especially when you're 12 or 13 yeah. and you're in a dark house. I mean, I remember any dark place I was around that age. Like we play hide and seek outside and mm. stuff. And you're just like creeped out so easily. Little boys who are there to break things. Yeah, they're just there trying to start some havoc. And now the ghosties are like, I don't think so. So again, after hearing the knocking the second time, we said hello, but we heard nothing. At this point, we all decided it was probably time to get out of there. And as we started walking down the stairs, we heard the knock again, followed by a ball rolling across the floor behind us. (laughs) Oh, typical ball situation. Those balls, they'll get you. That was (laughs) in more (laughs) ways than one. I was thinking of Lizzie Borden. I was not <laughs> thinking of other things. <laughs> Lizzie Borden had a ball that rolled too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. Anyways, back to this ball that just rolled across the floor. Michael said, Needless to say, we all ran out there as fast as we could. I never did go back after that night, but I did talk to others who had been out to the house. Few even experienced the feeling of being touched by someone and hearing things similar to what we had experienced that night. Being as young as I was at the time, it didn't really fully register what was going on at that house that night, but it's all made more sense as I've gotten older. I started watching and reading more haunted stories, leading me to more believe that is what I experienced in that house. For years, I've always been somewhat afraid of my parents' basement in the house we lived in because I felt that same physical spine-tingling feeling, hair-on-your-neck mm. feeling that I experienced that night at the abandoned house. And I've always alluded it to something or someone there with me feeling a presence of some sort. It has gone away more as I've gotten older, but I still feel it from time to time. Nothing too crazy, but I just wanted to share. Oh. I hope my story makes it onto the podcast. Uh I enjoy what the two of you have created here. Keep it up. Aw. Thanks, Michael. Sweet. Yep. Just be
1: generic in your subject line. And apparently we'll we'll read it. We'll read
0: it. Thanks, Michael. I don't know if you still live in Chicago area or where you're from. And that's fine. You don't ever have to tell us where you're from. (laughs) And you can make up where you're from even if you want. I get it. You don't want people to know. You can
1: always be anonymous. Yes. I don't know if we we maybe said it like on the first very first podcast episode or one of the first episodes. If you want to be anonymous, just say that like you can still tell us your name like in a different sentence or something and then just say, yeah, don't say my name like or I've changed all the names
0: in my story or, you know, it's up to you. <laughs> it, yeah, it doesn't matter how the story gets to us. We just love to hear, <laughs> you know, your feedback and we love to hear stories because it makes us all feel like we're not alone. Yeah, because I think everyone out there has had some kind of experience. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. I
1: literally just was sitting there kind of picturing the Stranger Things houses when like they're walking through and like doing stuff. These yeah. little preteen boys, I right? Guess, you, you know,
0: <laughs> just messing around, trying yeah. to break stuff and um, be somewhere they're not supposed to be because yeah. that's like normal. I don't exactly. know. For me. Yeah. I picture this back in like the 90s. There's that's no time I'm frame picturing. here. Yeah. yeah. 80s, 90s, because that's the kind of time frame when you could do this kind of stuff now. Like, mm. I don't know that kids go into abandoned places and everything as much nowadays. I don't think they leave abandoned places that long anymore no, before they, like, they tear it down up and or... do something. Yeah. Although my 16-year-old did say that there's something called urban exploring because when we were in New York City on our trip, the two kids that were with me were like, we want to be a urban explorers. And that's, I guess, going into oh. some of those places. But I'm like, you got to be careful because you could end up somewhere with people like with guns and no trespassing. Yeah. And that could end badly. That could <laughs> probably last for like, a year with the way the world's going. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Won't last long. All right. I got the next story. Awesome. What's the title of this one? It says, Blessed or Cursed? You decide. Ooh. This sounds like the Bodhi. All right. It says, Hello, Lucid Ladies. Hello. My name is Jared. Oh. And my girlfriend and I love your podcast. Thank you. We were watching something on the Suicide Forest one day. It piqued my interest and I wanted to see what else there was out there. And I came upon your episode on YouTube. Oh. Can I just say that I love the detail the two of you go into in each episode?
0: Oh, thank you. I found you. out
1: so much more about, oh my gosh, now I have to say it right, about Aoki Kahara. <laughs> you got it, Aoki Kahara. From listening to that episode than I had heard up to that point, then I found out that you had even more episodes, but what I loved finding out was that you were new. Oh. (laughs) How amazing is that? Now I'm hooked. And I love knowing that I am supporting you guys so early on. Awesome. I imagine big things to come. That's very nice. Very kind. That's what we hope. Here's my lab report, he says. (laughs) (laughs) I love that too, by the way. It's like your listeners are reporting for duty and must divulge any spooky or weird things that happen to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yes. Report out to us,
1: (laughs) please. (laughs) I've had plenty of stuff happen in my life, but honestly, I'm writing to tell my story because I believe that I am cursed. Oh, maybe not sure how well this fits into the podcast, but since it seems like you are willing to cover just about anything, (laughs) I thought I'd give it a go. Okay. Since I was young, strange things seemed to happen all around me or to me. Mm. My earliest memory was going to the park with my mother. And as we were walking across the street out of nowhere, two crows abruptly landed right in front of us. Okay. On the street in the crosswalk. I was about five years old. They started squawking at us and hopping towards us. My mom tried shooing them away. Every time we tried to move past them, they would just leave the ground for a second and land right in front of us again. This went on for a couple of minutes, although it felt like an eternity, until a car was trying to turn on that street and it scared them off. Hmm. We continued on to the park. My mom was talking with another mom and I was up on the platform by the slide when a crow landed on the bar right in front of me. Wow! Again, I was five. It scared me. And at the time, it felt like the most appropriate thing to do was scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It wasn't moving from the bar, but I could hear my mother screaming my name trying to find me. Yes, she didn't know exactly where I was on the playground, but give her a break. I, <laughs> I was a menace and mom talk at the park was her getaway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, oh, at least he was self-aware. <laughs>
1: But she found me and she saw the crow. She climbed up the stairs to me and when she got up, it flew away. I gave everyone at that park a huge fright. Kid screams are the worst. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when it's not a real life or death situation. But it was the beginning to a lifelong relationship with birds for me. Not just crows, although I still have a lot of experiences with crows, but birds of all sorts. They just seem to want to be around me and get uncomfortably close. Hmm. I have learned to love their presence and feel anointed when they do show up, almost like a pat on the back from the universe. Yeah. But they could have introduced themselves in a less ominous way. But crows can be cool. <laughs> I love crows. I Such wise souls, those they crows. They are.
0: I've seen some things on TikTok with crows, and like, yeah. they're really smart and really kind of, I guess, pet-like. Like, they want to interact with people. They do.
1: And every time one is somewhere talking, I'm always like, talking back? What you saying? What you saying? <laughs> Come here. And that's the thing is, they would probably talk back, but they are judgmental as well.
0: They're like, not <laughs> you. I actually wasn't uh, talking no, you. No, you don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> So that's the birds, but there is so much more. Mm. When I was in
1: third grade, I was messing around with a friend at lunch at the table when everyone else was cleaning up to go to recess.
0: We were playing a really stupid
1: game of stabbing between each other's fingers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember boys doing that.
1: How did any of us make it out of childhood with all our digits? (laughs) (laughs) True. Beats me because I should have lost all of them with how (laughs) reckless I was. So we were one of the last few kids lingering in the cafeteria when a strange sequence of events happened. Mm -hmm. We were near the back wall, close to the door that led out to the playground, and next to the door was a big trash can on wheels. It started rolling like it was on a decline or something. We just stared at it when one of the kitchen staff saw it and came and stopped it. Okay. They blabbered something and huffed, put the trash can back, and ran back to the kitchen. That's when I saw that the trash can had leaked something all over the floor during its stroll.
0: (laughs) Its stroll.
1: (laughs) Just then, one of the teachers was walking in from outside and didn't see the spill. Oh, no. Her feet flew out from under her, and she hit the ground really, really hard. She cried out, and the person who was originally out dealing with the trash can at first ran out with rags in their hands, just a little too late. Mm -hmm. And trying to help the other teacher up, she slipped and fell. Okay, that sounds like a... (laughs) comedy in a way (laughs) it was a big commotion the two of us though were over it and we decided it was time for recess you're like whatever they'll be fine (laughs) because we only had a little bit of time before we actually did have to go back to class so we walked out it was a little windy and something flew up to my shoe it was this little ripped piece of paper I picked it up and I shit you not all it said on this piece of paper
0: was slip
1: What? Even though I didn't have a name for it yet, it was then that I started to notice what you would refer to as synchronicities.
0: Interesting.
1: My whole life is a game of it. If I don't experience multiple synchronicities throughout the day, I know something is off and I need to realign myself. It's pretty cool, to be honest, and I feel honored. You should. I love synchronicities. I have them all the fucking time. I don't think I've heard that before. What? Synchronicities. Have we talked (gasps) about that? You do not know synchronicities? I don't. Kendra? I know. You're looking at me so shocked. <gasps> I am. I am beyond shocked with you. <laughs> Honey, go get woo. <laughs> I am
0: not woo enough. What? You is don't that know like, synchronicity? Is that like serendipity in a way? Synchronicities
1: are when you are seeing multiple things that align with each other. Like okay. maybe, for instance, I'll give you an example. The other day, I was putting my daughter in the car of grandma and on mm-hmm. the window there was a llama sticker. OK. And I got mad at my daughter. I'm like, don't be sticking stickers on grandma's windows. huh. <laughs> so that was the first llama of the day. Oh, OK. And then as they're about to drive away, grandma rolls down the window and says, is it OK if I come get her for an hour or two tomorrow? There's a petting zoo and they're going to have llamas. <laughs> And I was okay. like, OK. And then I get back into my house and I'm talking to my boss and I can't remember the exact discussion, but he brings up llamas. And I'm like, OK, wait a fucking that's second. Weird. OK, I never talk about llamas. Yeah. And, and I and have now th- talked about llamas three times in the matter of 45 minutes. OK, so this that's is a strange. synchronicity. This is a synchronicity. OK. A synchronicity is also seeing repeating numbers mm-hmm. a lot of times. Or someone mentions something and then you see it an hour later. Someone's talking about a red heart balloon and then an hour later you see a red heart balloon flying in the sky.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it? Got it. Synchronous. Thank you. Thank you all for listening in case y'all didn't know either. You just broke my heart. Kendra is educated now <laughs> I think like I knew what it was I just don't yeah. think I knew the term like I understand okay. what you're saying interesting yes. it's a testimony to
1: how people come in to knowledge about anything no matter at what point they are in their life yeah because it's not about intelligence or one thing or another it's just about where do you hear from it first Right. And in what context and in what tone. Right. Because if you hear about it from someone who's talking shit about it, then you will not take it with you in a
0: positive way. That's true. All right. Moving on. Sorry. Back to Jared.
1: All right. He's honored. So <laughs> if you have synchronicities moving it's forward. It's a good thing. I will be, be honored, honored as well. Because
0: it's all tied to there's no coincidences in life. I do believe there's okay. no and everything happens for a reason and all of that. So, so that's what synchronicities kinda, are. the same.
1: And the way that I take synchronicities is if I see see synchronicities you can take it one way or another either whatever you're seeing or coming across you can go literally look up the literal meaning of whatever that is uh-huh. like I see at least four hawks a day I've done that four yeah you've mentioned ever that. you know mm-hmm. but that's no longer a synchronicity to me to me it's a blessing it's a meaning to me but so you can go look up the literal meaning mm-hmm. or if you see multiple things at one time or you see a number that you see repeating right a lot for me, it's what was I thinking in that moment? Mm-hmm. Is it validating that or do I need to question it more? So it's more of like stopping where you are in that moment. Being aware and
0: thinking. Yeah. Thinking of it more. Interesting. Okay.
1: So he says, <laughs> back to Jared. Jared. <laughs> he said, doesn't sound too bad yet, right? No. Synchronicities aren't a curse. They are blessings. Mm-hmm. So why do I say I'm cursed? He goes, Well, let me tell you. Okay. Outside of all the cool things that happened to me, I seem to be a magnet for death. Uh Uh-oh. That's not a good magnet. Death in many ways. I'll tell you the non-morbid things first. When I was 16 in driving school, it was my first time getting into one of the cars. Not one, but two cars died upon my trying to start them on the same day. (laughs) Normal people would chalk that up to coincidence, but it happened again a week later. With my parents' car. He says, yes, death of cars are on my rap sheet. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up breaking my ankle a couple weeks after that, and I couldn't drive for quite a while. Okay. It took some time in life, but now I look back to that and see that as the universe protecting me. I wasn't supposed to drive yet.
0: Oh, maybe it was,
1: yeah. For whatever reason, it got real serious about giving me signs until it had to step in and make sure that I could not.
0: And saved his life, maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe even his parents. I mean, it stopped true. his parents' cars, too. He goes, but death! Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> I've experienced more people dying than anyone I have talked to. Oh. When I was young, around four years old, our next door neighbor, an elderly man who used to come over and trim our bushes without asking us,
0: um, that's interesting.
1: suddenly passed away. I remember watching his body being removed from the house one early morning. That was my first experience with death and trying to understand it. He passed away in his sleep. And five days later, his wife passed away in her sleep. And again, I watched them will her out. Mm. Two deaths in one week. They were very old and they do say that that can happen. Right. One following the other not too long after. But it was a lot for my little brain to reconcile and... It was strange for me because my father never trimmed the bushes again. Hmm. Like the the ones
0: he used to trim, trim without asking. Yeah. It's
1: just a sweet man doing something. Yeah. It's like your roses are it's in like, my yard and you don't have but time because you have kids. Make them pretty anyway. Oh, or something.
0: Yeah. Or maybe he was part of the HOA.
1: (laughs) He was like, that's not in his 70s. He's like measuring
0: (laughs) how far it goes out. I only say that because the HOA just told me that I had too many weeds in my yard. Oh, I know. And we talked about that. Yeah.
1: As a teenager coming home and seeing half of them dead and the others just a mess, I would think back to him. Oh. And scooting forward a few years, when I was eight, I was at the mall. We were walking through the food court when we heard some commotion and a man who I later found out was a retired teacher in that area. He had a stroke right at the table
0: Hmm. and he didn't make it. Oh, that's like traumatizing. Yeah.
1: Later that year, we were driving down the highway and it came to a full stop. It took nearly an hour to get through. Or less, I can't remember exactly, but we ended up passing a horrible accident of three cars smashed, one upside down and another pinned to the median. Mm. Because onlookers never speed up, once cleared, everyone has to have a look. Yep. I saw two bodies on the ground covered in sheets and I did see blood mm. all over as well. And we'll never get the image of the one single shoe on the ground out of my head. Aww. Three people died that day. It was very sad. One was a younger mother of two children. Thankfully, the kids were not with her. Yeah. And the other two were a couple in their 40s. No children, but they were on their way to a funeral of the man's sister. Oh, my goodness. So, just as tragic. That's fucked up.
0: (laughs) That's like, (laughs) of all things, like... (laughs) It's really fucked up. Well, now he's with a sister, maybe. How old is he right now? Hold on, five? Oh, I was saying like eight. that man was with his sister. I know, his... I'm thinking oh. of how old he is and what he's seen so far. Oh, yeah, he's seen a lot. Is he a teenager now? Is that what I... Because he was about to be driving in the other... Oh, well, that was just about cars dying. Now he's oh. talking about
1: death. I think he's eight right now. Oh, Nine. shit. Eight. Okay. Yeah, he's eight. Because next he says, at 10, we were at my aunt's apartment for a football game party. Some of us kids went outside to the playground in front. We heard an ambulance and a fire truck pulling up, and they stopped right in front of us. A teenager in the apartment above my aunt's died. Sadly, I found out later in life that it was suicide. Oh, man. My parents weren't ready to have that conversation with me yet. Mm. At 10. At the age of 14, I was skateboarding down the street with three of my friends when we saw an older homeless man sitting on the curb. He mumbled something to us as we skated past, but we didn't stop to talk to him. After a couple of hours, we made our way back, and there was an ambulance picking him up. Oh, my goodness. At some point between seeing him and coming back, he died right there where he sat.
0: So this guy's like the Grim Reaper. (laughs) Like, don't come (laughs) into contact with Jared. Oh, Jared. Sorry, Jared. I didn't mean that. He says,
1: thankfully, I got a break for a while. Okay. But when I was 21 and visiting New York City with several buddies to celebrate one of their 21st birthdays, we were leaving a club and noticed a homeless woman- homeless again, Oh, laying down against one of the buildings up ahead. It didn't seem out of the ordinary, really, in that part of town, but just as we were walking up to pass her, another person who I assumed to also be homeless as well ran up to her and started screaming for help. Oh, There was a cop on the other side of the street that ran over. We didn't stay to gawk at the situation, but I clearly remember her friend or whoever it was saying, oh, God, she's dead. (laughs) No, she's dead. This is a lot of death. This poor guy. Like, I mean, where are we at? What's, what's the toll here? I'm trying to keep track.
0: Okay, it's, um, the, it's the, the elderly man and his wife. The food court guy. The stroke, yep. And then... The three. The three in the accident. So that's six. Six. And then the homeless guy. Oh, the suicide. Oh, suicide. Seven. Then the homeless guy. Homeless guy. And, and now this one. So now we're at nine. Nine.
1: Okay. At 23... I was vacationing in Atlanta with my now girlfriend. It was September 2021. She says hi. Hi. Hi, honey. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Nice to meet you. We were there to go to the Imagine Music Festival. Sadly, due to weather, it was canceled a couple of days before, but we made the best of it. We just finished dinner at our hotel and we were waiting on a high school friend of hers and her boyfriend to meet up with us. We were going to catch a comedy show. We got the text that they were there, so we left the bar through the lobby to go meet them in the front. And just as we were coming around the corner, we saw paramedics attending to someone that was sitting on the floor in the lobby. She was younger, I would guess, in her early 30s, and she was hyperventilating. Okay. They were checking her blood pressure, and one of the paramedics was unwinding a tube to give her oxygen, or I assumed to give her oxygen. Again, not wanting to stand and gawk, we left out the door. But I ended up thinking about her for the rest of our night. And when we got back to the hotel, I asked the front desk if the girl from earlier was okay. She ended up having a heart attack, they said. They took her in the ambulance. I never got confirmation what happened to her after that. But going to sleep early that morning, because it was morning at this point. Yeah. I just knew. I just knew that she didn't make it because he'd seen so many other deaths at this point. And he's like just sensing stuff now. Yeah. I'm 25 now and haven't experienced a death since that. But you never know when something might happen. I've had so many questions left unanswered. Is my presence an important factor?
0: Oh.
1: Am in I meant- the deaths? Yeah. I mean, you call him Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Sorry. <laughs> am I meant to be there to help in some way? Or am I just cursed? It feels somewhat normal now, if you can call it that. Just the flow <laughs> of life, the cycle, life and death. But you might be wondering, do I see ghosts? Yeah. The answer is not just yes, but absolutely. I felt connected to every death I was witness to in one way or another. A deeper meaning? I believe so. Maybe I was meant to witness it, or I am just sensitive to these things, and it is simply... Just another sense that I've unlocked. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm important or a ghost whisperer. I'm still sorting through what it all means, but I do feel like I'm missing something massive. My purpose will reveal itself, but that is for another time. Maybe another lab report. Maybe. Write us back. Wink, wink, he says. We'll see if this one makes it on the show. And if it does, then keep your eyes peeled for another one from me.
0: Wow, I do want to hear it well. I maybe I don't want to hear more because that means more deaths.
1: <laughs> well, he's talking about the ghost. Oh the ghost.
0: Oh, so maybe he'll tell us more about the ghost. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued. That was a great story. Thank you. He says, I hope you enjoyed it. We did. Life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Life is a deep winding journey, and we are all here experiencing it in our own way keep up the podcast and never stop. I love your insights and how you seem to always stray from the popular narrative. (laughs) It's what we do. It is good to question everything. You are seekers. I connect with you both in that way. And you are both super funny. We're funny, Kendra. We're funny? (laughs) I don't feel funny sometimes, so that's good to hear. Love your references and weird comments. Oh, we got lots of those. (laughs) And you can blame it on the wine, but you're both just cool chicks. (laughs)
0: Oh, thank you. That's what I always wanted to like be called.
1: (laughs) Thank you for reading and stay lucid. (laughs) Oh,
0: that was awesome. That was amazing. (laughs) I love it. So we have two guys that wrote it. I I love it. But man, I hope you don't have
1: to deal with death anymore. Right. I mean, unless it's part of your purpose, like you said. Right. That's got to be. I have seen a lot of deaths in one two year period. I saw four people die or I saw four bodies, I should say. Mm -hmm. Four bodies. I was staying at a condo and right across the street was a liquor store, like one of those big ones. Mm -hmm. And at one point there was a man who went inside the liquor store, got something, came out, sat on like one of those curbs that circles a tree. Like yeah. wraps around a tree and he shot his brains out. Oh my God. Right there. Like he was like a hundred feet away from That's where I live. insane. And what really threw me for a loop with him specifically is they didn't cover him with something that you couldn't, they covered him with a see-through plastic sheet. Whoa. And I remember walking along the fence of my condo there and I was literally watching them pick up the brains. Oh my God. With like tweezers and putting Ew. them in bags and that was a really sad scenario. That's traumatic. And then on that same street, because they refused to put a crosswalk oh. in the right place. Somebody got ran because over. Because right across the street, like I lived in some nicer condos, but right across the street, it wasn't that yet. It was really old apartments. A lot of people did not have cars and they would need to cross the street over to my side to go to a grocery store. Okay. So a lot of people would cross over to go to the grocery store, get their groceries to walk back to their apartment. But there was no close crosswalk. Oh, no. It made no sense for them to walk 200 feet in the opposite direction to a a light to cross over. And then the next closest crosswalk was like even further in the opposite direction. I'm like, you were skipping their entire apartment Apartment here. Yes. And so several people tried to cross. Three people in a matter of two years died crossing the street. That's horrible. hitting them with cars. And me having to see their bodies on the street with sheets over them. Yeah, that's not. No. This is really creepy. But when I was young, oh, my God, a memory is coming out of the depths, Kendra, right now as we speak. You're having your own lab report right now. I am. (laughs) I almost completely forgot about this. I told you I wanted to be hypnotized. Yeah. Everyone, you're experiencing this in real life right now. My neighbor was murdered by her husband. Oh. She was stabbed multiple times. And brought out in front of all of us children on a stretcher covered in a sheet yet again. Oh, wow. It's a sheet that's bringing it back to me. And they were a couple that we all knew. They had guinea pigs. And they used to let all the kids come and play, play with the their guinea, guinea pigs. pigs. And they would give us candy.
0: And then he murdered her. He murdered her. Do you know why? Like, was there any trial or anything you can remember? I
1: was a literal kid. Maybe five. Maybe.
0: I would love at some point because you know we're wanting to tell your stories but we both have stories too that'll come out over the thing but it'd be interesting to talk about some of our experiences like I have some hometown murder type Mm, things that happened too and and I actually had one that happened in Loveland at my ex-husband's house while my kids were there oh like they're kind of a next-door neighbor situation too so we don't have time for that today but like It's bringing up ideas for me. I'm like, we have lots of stories, too. Oh, we do.
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow. I haven't thought about that in a very long That's time. Crazy. Probably because you like, blocked it out. I'm having these memories of reaching down into this little, like, circle metal gate thing that he created for all the guinea pigs so we could all come and play with them. <laughs>
0: Creepy. And then uh, he had murderous yeah. intent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to
1: have to... I'm going to have to stew on that one You're a gonna little bit. You're going to have to bit. look it up
0: and see if you can find information.
1: I mean, I know the address. Yeah, you could probably find it in the paper. My still lives on the street. <laughs> well, there you go. Got to look it up. Okay.
0: Anyway, thank you again, Jared and Michael. And now, I have another next? one. Okay, mine is from Amanda. Okay. And it has a great title. I think okay. we chose this title <laughs> because, you know, especially for me to read because I'm always the one that brings up like these kinds of things. So, it's called Dick Ghost, <laughs> who only haunts children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a dick. <laughs> a dick ghost. <laughs> okay, well, well, hola, queens of the lab rats. Hola. Hola, that's us. Never thought I would write into a podcast, but I really connect with the both of you. Oh, Your banter is just like my friends and I, and I feel like I know you too. Oh. I like that. Me too. I have two little ones and I love that you are doing what you want and making it happen. Oh, it is really inspiring for me. (laughs) Oh, glad we're inspiring some. Others, I am an artist or I used to be, but I used to consider myself really good at it until mom duties took over. Uh, Yeah, yeah. we know how that goes. All your passions (laughs) died.
1: I mean, they kind of do.
0: You have to have to go on hold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seriously considering getting back into it. You should, girl. Yeah. Do it. it. (laughs) If you can do it, especially with how crazy busy you both seem to be, then I can (laughs) give it a whirl. Oh, yeah, she is. And see Uh if I still have what it takes. So thank you. Uh The wheels are spinning. Yay. Good. I love that. So I happen to have a story that I think you might like. Okay. Maybe. Give me. (laughs) (laughs) If it doesn't make it on the podcast, my feelings will not, all caps, be hurt. Okay, (laughs) But you're here. You are here. You're on the podcast. I'm nervous writing in as it is. But if it does, well, shit, that'll be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, my name is Amanda and I live in Cincinnati. Oh, Hi Amanda from Cincinnati. Hello. You can use my name. I'm glad you, uh, <laughs> you said that. Already, you said it two times We're already. <laughs> to be careful about this. <laughs> we'll make sure that we don't use your names, I promise.
1: Maybe put it in the very beginning
0: if you don't want us to. Yes, say very large. Do not say my name. <laughs> I live in Cincinnati now, but I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, close to us kind of. Our house didn't look like much from the outside, but we had 5 bedrooms. I have one older sister and two younger brothers. We moved in when I was four years old and I lived there until I was 19. I was ready to move on with my life. Phoenix was not for me. <laughs> that sounds like me. Phoenix is pretty hot. I get that. Albuquerque. You're like, I mean, we're all Sayonara, ready to. Uh, bitches. I think we're all ready to leave when we've grown up somewhere.
1: I mean, ready to leave maybe your parents' house, but like completely
0: leave like is
1: this, a whole different yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: I do feel like it's people in hot states that leave more than others. I think so. That's one of the reasons I wanted out of Texas. Yeah. I wanted seasons. Yeah. And Phoenix, I could see being the same because it's just hot. I can't do it. Yeah. I and especially in the I summertime. don't blame
1: you, Amanda. Yes. Get out of Phoenix.
0: I didn't experience anything that I can remember when I was super young, but when I was nine, I started to. The home was built in 1961. I do not know the history of the home other than that my parents purchased it in 1991 from an older couple that was moving into a senior community together.
1: Hmm. So many seniors go to
0: Phoenix well, to cause, retire. Because when you're older, you want the hot. Yeah, because <laughs> you get cold all the time. I guess so, yeah. so when I was nine, I was watching a movie with my siblings in the living room when the TV glitched several times. Hmm. Mm. We thought the tape was damaged. Oh, I remember the videotapes. <laughs> Our typical blockbuster Friday night. Yeah, bring yep. back blockbuster. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I grew up. I, I feel you, girl. Yep. But it wasn't the tape. Mm. After the movie was over, we turned off the TV. We were all in the kitchen when I heard a weird noise coming from the living room. Mm -mm. I peeked my head around the corner and saw the TV glitching again. Okay. Poltergeist stuff? This totally sounds like Poltergeist. (laughs) This was like my worst fear. But anyways, I'll finish this first. (laughs) Okay. I was the one who turned the TV off. So I yelled at my brothers, who turned the TV back on? (laughs) Both claim they did not turn Uh, little brothers yeah but you can't trust them (laughs) I know I don't have any little brothers but I know you can't trust them um I went and turned it off again but it glitched again right in front of me after I turned it off Ooh, (gasps) Mm -hmm. this is totally poltergeist yeah I went and told my dad that something was wrong with it he didn't seem to care and just told me to go to bed that's because you know daddy's been working all day he's tired He's like, whatever, you kids in your imagination.
1: Oh, we all do it, though, with everything. I heard something. He didn't hear nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and our child's like,
0: uh, I'm dying, mom. <laughs> About a week later, I was walking to leave out my front door. You have to walk past the TV, and it glitched while off again. Mm. All caps, exclamation point. It scared me and I just ran out. It never (laughs) happened again, but I've never forgotten it. No, like, yeah, (laughs) I, you know, I grew up with Poltergeist and I had one of those TVs that had the little scrambly. You're talking about the movie. The movie Poltergeist. I did not grow up with a Poltergeist. (laughs) (laughs) It sounded like (laughs) That would be very different. I'm like, wait a second, Kendra. We didn't You're talk like, about you this have this not yet. told me your ghost story. No, I did not grow up that I know of. But okay. like the TV, like, you know, back in yeah, the day at midnight or whatever, all this stuff would go off yeah. and it would start doing yeah. that. And sometimes I would fall asleep with the movie on. I know. Or the TV on and I'd wake up and it would scare what the a crap out of me. What a crazy time for that movie to come out when that was just like normal shit to happen. I know. So all <laughs> of us grew up scared to death. And that wakes you up and you're like, I'm about to die. I'm about to be pulled into my closet. Don't look into it. (laughs) Okay, back to Amanda's story. That was just a little mention because I've always wondered if it was connected to what happened two years later. Oh, I had two friends over to spend the night. My birthday was in a couple of days, but it was during the week. So my parents let me have a sleepover that Saturday before. We couldn't do a bigger party that year. So that was the compromise. I understand that. Yeah, I just did that with my kid. (laughs) Well, it wasn't really it. well, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> my sister had a bigger bed, so we got to sleep in her room. She was only a year older and liked my friends too, but she went to spend the night somewhere else that night. It was a fun night, just being stupid kids, staying up way too late and annoying our parents <laughs> or my parents actually. Yeah. One of my friends fell asleep around two in the morning, but my other friend and I were determined to not sleep at all. Oh, my God. I remember doing that. That's funny. Uh, Me and my friend stayed up till 6 a.m. one time to watch some stupid show on MTV that had new kids on the block. Oh, my
1: gosh. I remember, though. It was like, it we was have like, to stay up. yeah. But you never think about what's going to happen the next day. It's I know. Like, what do you, do? you have you to sleep, sleep all day.
0: day. <laughs> I know. So my friend and I were determined not to sleep at all and promised to stay up until the morning. <laughs> Bad idea. Yep. Oh, yeah. We had only a small light on then and we're sitting on the floor messing around with something. I can't remember exactly what, but we heard what sounded like a low growl. Oh my God. Okay. Ooh. At first we thought it was our friend snoring. <laughs> that would make sense. Yes. My other friend threw a shirt off the floor at her, but it didn't hit her. <laughs> so I threw a stuffed animal my sister had on the floor and I ended up hitting her right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like typical sleepover shenanigans. I was so good at hitting my sisters in the face with stuff <laughs> when I was younger. If they're snoring or, yeah, the first one to fall asleep, Your you aim put their hand when in you're the young. water. Yeah. She woke up decently upset. <laughs> But got up because she needed to pee. Yeah, when first thing you do when you wake up, it's like, oh, gotta pee. Yeah. So we are sitting there again, and while our friend was in the bathroom, we heard the growl again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This time it was a little louder, and it still sounded like it was coming from the bed. The bed. Monster under the bed. My sister had a taller bed. She kept a lot of things under it. So do I.
1: Maybe organized though.
0: (laughs) I was starting to get scared and looked under the bed, but could only see the mounds of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe it was coming from outside, but then we heard it again. And this time it lasted longer. Oh! We both jumped up and ran out of the room. Oh, my God. We ran into our friend in the hallway and told her what we heard. She was a lot braver than us and went back into the room and turned the light on. Okay. we both went back in behind her, but we really didn't want to. (laughs) She tucked under the bed, too, and told us to stop being stupid, (laughs) that she was going back to sleep and not to throw things at her again. This is (laughs) is the responsible mom friend. (laughs) Exactly. Stop being silly. Y'all have stayed up too late. You've eaten too much candy. You're hallucinating. I'm going back to sleep. Shut up. Yep. Shut up. (laughs) And don't hit me in the face with things. But just as she was about to climb up onto the bed, a water bottle rolled out from underneath my sister's bed. Oh, my God. Uh. (laughs) That scared all of us. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And we noped the hell out of that room (laughs) (laughs) and woke up my parents. Oh, gosh. Who are pretty pissed to being woken up at three or so in the morning. Yes. And that's when the parents are like, "Uh, go back to bed. You didn't hear nothing. Right. Oh, my God. My cheeks hurt. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. My mom grabbed pillows and blankets and we all camped out in the living room. I, in fact, never fell asleep, but my friends did. I just remember being so scared and I was so happy when the sun started coming through the window. And that is when I finally fell asleep. Oh, I've been there. I remember being so scared and waiting for the sun. Yeah. My friends went home before lunch on Sunday and those two friends never came over for a (laughs) sleepover again. Don't blame them, though. Come on. Maybe you went to their house instead. I hope. We never talked about it again, other than one time a few days later. But for several weeks after that, I heard growling every night.
1: Mm-mm.
0: I told my sister, and she did not appreciate it, but she ended up cleaning <laughs> everything from under the bed to make sure, which my mother greatly appreciated. I mean, it could have been a possum <laughs> living under there. I don't That's know. That's very true. You don't yeah, no. uh... He can kick something out from <laughs> underneath the bed. Exactly. <laughs> could have been a grumpy cat. (laughs) Yeah. But I still heard it. So even after her sister cleaned out the bed, I could not get a decent night's sleep for weeks. I don't remember when it stopped, but I've always wondered if I made the growls happen in my head after that night or if something was really there. And maybe the glitches in the TV were just the ghost or demon saying hello at first (laughs) before growling. It wasn't until I was 16 that I felt something else there. Wow. That's a jump. How old was she? So she was nine. When the growling or actually when the TV and the growling and everything. And now she's 16. So seven years later,
1: Mm.
0: that's when the poltergeist really like to come out. Exactly.
1: We were just talking about 16. What episode was Mm -hmm. that? Shit happens Um, at 16. Annalise. Annalise. When Annalise turned 16. Okay.
0: So here we go. What's going to happen? It wasn't until I was 16 that I felt something else there. Every time I walked down the hallway past the bathroom, I just had a sense that something was waiting for me in the bathroom. Uh That's creepy. It's
1: kind of like the it movie.
0: Or the psycho is what I thought of, like oh, the knife.
1: Oh, remember the first It movie? You haven't seen the. It I haven't movies. seen It. So we I've went to read it, it Experience. She's read it, but she has not seen the movies. <laughs> everybody else who's listening in the bathroom mm-hmm. when they get her in the bathroom and they're trying to strangle her with hair and shit like that. Yeah, you're saying yeah. You don't know what I'm talking about. You haven't seen the movie.
0: No, but okay. I can just go. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Everybody else knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just had a sense that something was waiting for me in the bathroom. I'm aware I sound crazy right now, <laughs> but it bothered me so much that I refused to shower in that bathroom and use my parents' bathroom for a long time. Ooh. Interesting. Maybe it was there. Maybe <gasps> he was down in the drain. She was in Phoenix. I was going to say,
1: is she in Dairy? <laughs> maybe Phoenix is Dairy.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's maybe where he started. Maybe there's an it per city. That's true. <laughs> Being older now, when I think back, I believe that place was haunted. Yeah. it Kind of sounds like it. Or I was haunted. I haven't had any experiences since living in that house, but it has stayed with me. If my friends didn't hear it too and that bottle didn't come out from under the bed, I would have moved on. But because they did and it did, I just still catch myself thinking about it from time to time.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah.
0: You're not. It can't just be you if other people saw it. Right, that wasn't the craziest ghostly story you've heard, I'm sure, but man, <laughs> does it still give me the EBGBs. <laughs> I like that EBGBs. <laughs> 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 Rare, <Right here. laughs> anyways. Thanks, girls, for your podcast. Oh, thank I you. I love it, and wish there was more each week. Someday, maybe. I wish that we could just focus on this full time. It would be. So it would much be fun. amazing. That's mine and Jessica's dream. Yep. I can't wait to hear what you have coming out next each time because it can literally be about anything. And I love that. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We love that too, (laughs) because sometimes we don't know what it's going to be. about.
1: We don't. We sometimes pick it literally last minute
0: and there's so many times i'm like i'm gonna do this episode and then i'm like ah, that i start researching it and i change my mind so we had
1: it all mapped out and we've, we've changed talked about it, it. <laughs> sometimes the episode that we have decided on we change five times yeah because it has to feel good
0: yeah i don't think there's any episode we've done that we weren't just like all about when we were researching it because yeah. if i started researching something else and i wasn't about it i'm like i don't want to talk about this it depends on how deep you get yeah like junko Anyway, yes, Amanda, was she done? No, she's not done. Okay. <laughs> sorry. We get off track because it's That's almost we do. midnight. It, it, it is exactly midnight here. And <gasps> our candles midnight. are still off. And Everything's still yeah, off. We're getting silly. Anyways, back to the EBGBs. <laughs> what else did she say? Did okay, you- <laughs> sorry. I lost my place. Always a surprise. And I love learning about things I would have never thought to look into myself. Aww. Take care. Aw, thank, thank you, you Amanda. Amanda. That was awesome. Amanda from Cincinnati. That... We can use her name. <laughs> if if I found out I couldn't use her name, we would have taken it about, out. Yeah. We totally That's know funny. how to edit, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will never scare anybody. I love or... how you
1: like admitted <laughs> that, and then the times when we do really bad at editing, you're like, "But we totally
0: know. How we to totally edit. know how to edit badly. <laughs> no, we know how to do something. <laughs> we do." Never mind all those weird noises and mouth breathing <laughs> and nose. I mean, we try to do
1: a good job on
0: taking that stuff. We out. try, but you should hear it before we edit it because it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are really fun. They are. I have one I, more. We need more stories because we want to be able to do this every month. Yes. I have listened to other
1: podcasts that do these and some people yeah. complain that like you're not actually researching, you're taking the easy way out. I'm no, like, no, this is connecting. We want to connect with this you guys. This is amazing because we're here telling these stories. Kendra and I have chosen to tell all of these different types of stories because we connect with all of these different types of stories. Yes. And, and that's if, why we're in this business to begin with. People can't write into us to tell us their stories that maybe they don't tell anybody else. Right. It's a platform regardless. Yes. So you don't like lab reports? Move on. <laughs> Wait till next week. We'll have another episode. But, Kendra and I are going to have a fucking blast oh, reading my God. these whenever we get to. So,
0: <laughs> Yes, you're all making our day by sending these in. So keep them coming. Yes. So we have another one for you. This is by Ivy. Mm, I like that name. And it
1: is titled Lucid Dream Story for you. Oh, okay. Bringing it back to the beginning. We are. I love this. I'm excited. She says, Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hello, lovely ladies. Hello. Can I just take a moment and say, I love you. We love you. We love you, too. (laughs) And Ivy is beautiful. Yes. I love your podcast, and I love how you touch on any topic you feel like. It is like a brain massage listening to you girls chat and go back and forth about things. (laughs) You're quite funny. (laughs) Aw. Thanks. (laughs) Funny in a way when it takes a moment, and then I'm like, oh, shit. That was really fucking funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're a slow burn.
1: <laughs> Before your podcast, I listened to several different ones. I still do because, well, that's you know, fine. loyalty. But I'm loving your podcast more and more. All my favorite things in one place. Aw.
0: We would never say you have to stop listening to others. No, ever. never. Spooky
1: shit, murder, serial killers, aliens, history. And I love... That you cover overall interesting topics like lucid dreaming. Yeah. Please never stop. Okay. You have a lifelong fan here and I can't wait to see what you do with the podcast and how far you'll go.
0: Oh, we can't either.
1: You will quite literally never run out of things to talk about. How exciting is that? (laughs) And smart.
0: I fucking love it awesome that's thank you for validating what we have chosen (laughs) we kind of had that same conversation i feel like at some point we're like in the first episode actually yeah we didn't want to box ourselves in for that reason we thought about only doing dreaming we would be dead now (laughs) (laughs) i like, well that was fun we're done (laughs) 20 and done (laughs) exactly i
1: don't even know if we would have gotten to 20 no anyway she says so lucid dreaming
0: Mm -hmm. i am a
1: lucid dreaming queen Oh. I am one of the lucky ones. It came naturally for me, even though I didn't know that is what I was doing until I was about 20 and came upon a book at the library talking about lucid dreaming. Oh, okay. I had to send in a story. Yes, you did. For as long as I can remember, I have been able to control parts of my dreams, if not all. Mm. I don't always choose to because for me, dreams are more exciting when I let it flow. If something intrusive happens, I will sometimes divert But I like knowing I am dreaming and experiencing it as it comes, as my dreams are also very colorful and deep, completely unlike waking life. I am almost always at least aware. Mm
0: -hmm. We're
1: talking about that. Yeah. I don't typically have normal dreams. There is more often than not a sense of fantasy to them. As they say, the stuff made of dreams. (laughs) My (laughs) dreams. Yeah. (laughs) I have had out-of-body experiences for a long time as well, but that would be for another time if you want to hear about it. Yes, we do. I link it to my ability to lucid dream, but it's also different. Okay. Dreaming is fantastic, she uh, says. <laughs> Especially yeah, if you're having lucid and out-of-body. I'm jealous. It can be tiring if you are a lucid dreamer. So I try not to control things unless I feel like I should or I feel spunky <laughs> Or I want to accomplish something specific. Once I knew there was a name for it, I realized that I have been having lucid dreams since I was a child. Wow. Same with being able to drift from my body and explore. But I still have questions. Some of my dreams feel almost too fantastic sometimes mm-hmm. and almost feel like warnings. Oh. Now, I know that I need to get on the <laughs> on the hashtag get woo train. is what she <laughs> says. But I just haven't been convinced by the new age people yet.
0: I get that, though. Oh, yeah. It takes a minute. I'm still not yeah. all the way there either.
1: Too many of them are too out there for me. Yeah. I know, ladies, light and love. <laughs> but it feels fake from most. Oh, get that. Not from the two of you. Yay. Oh, good. Yeah, we're just figuring it all out ourselves. Um, you seem so genuine and inquisitive. I question too much, and unless something feels right to me or it clicks as truth for me, then I tend to follow my own path in trying to understand what certain things mean. Some say our ancestors and spirit guides reveal things to us in our dreams.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Outside of synchronicities, there you go again, Kendra. Synchronicities. synchronicities. You're learning words. I can't believe it. My goodness. Outside of synchronicities, that is how they communicate with us. I can follow that But I also don't feel that connected to the idea of having spirit guides. Okay. Like, why am I so special?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. A group of
1: energetic souls that care about me that much (laughs) (laughs) seems too good to be true. But some of my dreams do leave me questioning if there is a deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. There has to be. But in all my wondrous experiences while dreaming, I haven't pinpointed it yet. Maybe it is because I haven't tapped into the woo part of me yet. (laughs) There is a blockage holding me back from grasping what they are trying to tell me. Or maybe brains are just crazy and it really is just science crap with a dash of apocalyptic Disney scenes to maneuver. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. But I know, I know, it can't just be that. It can't be. No. I'm aware of that. But what? All I know is something shifted recently and I am getting there. All in time. But time is an illusion, so fuck. (laughs) It's
0: all an illusion.
1: The truth is none of us know anything for certain. See, my brain works just like you girls. I'm all over the fucking place. And I love (laughs) that about you guys. You never stop bringing up questions, playing the devil's advocate and offering other avenues to consider. That's nice. I like it. So I want to tell you about one dream. Yes. A recent dream that brought up all of these questions for me. And I can't stop thinking about it. I have gone back to certain scenes over time to try and recreate the same feeling and make sense of it. But I think fear is holding me back that I don't want to know the answer. So here it goes. Okay. I was in a tent. One of those big carnival tents, Mm. like the ones that travel and pop up in different cities for a two night performance and leave. I was alone. It was very dark and musty, smoky. I wasn't inside the part of the tent where the actual performance was but outside of it where you can buy drinks and snacks. Okay. Lots of obscure, ominous red lighting. Very eerie. At this point, I wasn't aware that I was in a dream yet. There is always a point in the beginning when something happens or I will see something that makes me question if I am in a dream, and then I snap out of it. Okay. In this case, I saw an old wooden chest on the floor off to the side. Mm -hmm. I have many dream cues, but this big wooden box is one of them. You're probably wondering... What's in it? Yeah. Nothing. It's just Nada. a big empty box. <laughs> <laughs> Never has there ever been anything in it. But once I realize I'm dreaming, I always open it. Because it's not in every dream. So when I do see it, I always check. Just yeah. in case <laughs> this time there's going to be something inside. This dream, again, there was nothing in it. As I'm closing the lid, I hear noise coming from this creepy dark hallway to the right. Dirt floor, old red heavy plastic walls, low ceiling. I slowly walked toward the noise, sounded like aggressive shuffling in the dirt Mm. that kept abruptly stopping for a few seconds before starting up again. I go down the hall and there's a sharp right turn that I would have to take to keep going. Okay. I stopped for a moment because for the first time in a while in a dream, I was scared. I tried to push that down because I was aware that it is just a dream. Nothing can happen to me. I can leave when I want. But also because I knew that fear can take me out of it and I didn't want to experience whatever was going to happen to me unaware that it was just a dream. <laughs> right. Because then I wouldn't be able to change something if I needed to. So I stopped. I took in several deep breaths to center myself. I gained control again and I walked around the corner. And what I saw was wild. Wild. As I turned around the corner, there was a bright light. Okay. I tried to block it to see better. And as I did, all of a sudden I was staring down at a beach. A beach? I was very high up. That's unexpected. I think like five stories up. Standing at the edge of an open wall in the sky, staring down at this beach. Okay. I was still in this creepy dark tent, but I was staring down at this beach. On the beach, I saw hundreds, if not a thousand children. Children? Children? all walking around aimlessly at the edge of this beach like they were waiting for something or someone. They were all wearing what seemed like brown or dirty white-ripped clothing like you would imagine from a shipwreck or someone stranded on an island for a long time. They were too far away to see the range of ages or hear any talking. As I'm staring down at them, all of a sudden there was a shockwave of some kind. It jolted me and I fell against the heavy tent sides. Almost fell out, but I caught myself all of the children on the beach fell over and hit the sand okay some fell into the water then I heard their screaming and pleading for help a motherly instinct or something came upon me and I started screaming to them that I'm coming to help but they couldn't hear me Hmm. at this point I'm starting to lose the dream again because I felt the fear I felt the fear again and I had to stop close my eyes and breathe remind myself that it was just a dream right But in this moment, always questioning when I close my eyes to breathe in a dream, is this inception? (laughs) Because I'm already asleep. Right. But I'm questioning, why is this? Why are there so many helpless children? I hadn't experienced something like it before, so I wanted to get down there to talk to them. Remembering that I can control parts of my dreams, I imagined a rope for me to climb down and it appeared right out of the sky in front of me. It was also at that moment I realized climbing down would take forever and I would end up in the water, so I shifted the scenario so that I could back up and swing all the way to the beach. So that's what I did. I grabbed the rope. I backed up further into the tent, ran and leapt out on the rope. As I was swinging over the ocean, I saw a bunch of ships behind me in the water. The ships were all black, though, and seemed, ominous for lack of a better way of describing it, dead. They Uh weren't moving. I saw no one. They were ghost ships. Okay. I looked back toward the beach and mentally lowered myself from being five stories high to the height of the beach and landed between several of the children. They were all still stumbling back on to their feet when they saw me and all quickly surrounded me in a massive circle. They said nothing to me, but they just stared at me with such intensity, anguish, and desperation. I was overwhelmed. They were children of all ages, girls and boys, some teenagers, all dirty, how was I to save them all and from what? Yeah. I was looking around. It was just a beach. There were no buildings, no volcano, no forest to go into. It was just a desolate beach. Standing there confused for some time and trying to ask them why they were there, I don't remember getting any answers. I can't be sure if any of them ever spoke to me, but at some point I noticed black smoke in the air Uh-oh. and it was traveling towards us. So I looked down the beach past the children and I saw a huge fire. A massive bonfire. I asked the children if that was their fire. Again, I don't remember getting a response. So I pushed gently through the children and started walking toward the fire. Suddenly, it was nighttime.
0: Okay. Just like that. Just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Dreams are wild. I love dreams.
1: As I get closer to the fire, a man stepped out from behind the towering flames. He startled me, and I took a step back. I turned to look back at the children, and they were gone. Okay. I, know, where's the...
0: I hope they're okay. I know. Where's the kids?
1: I was now in complete darkness, aside from the fire and this man. He was average height, but built. Big shoulders and arms, no hair. He was wearing all black, like white linen you would wear on a beach vacation, but all black. Hmm. And he was Asian, I think. He stood there for a moment before saying softly, all you have to do is look into the flames. They will tell you all you need to know. Oh. Questioning myself in my dream, is this one of those moments when higher beings are trying to tell me something? Right, are you
0: learning something?
1: <laughs> I giggled at first. I was trying to take him seriously, but for some reason I found it funny. <laughs> and then I centered myself and I got real serious. Okay, okay, okay. Look into the flames. <laughs> Ivy, What do you see? (laughs) I stared and stared. I saw nothing. And then I realized I am quite literally looking into flames and and my eyes are burning.
0: (laughs) Say, that's really bright.
1: (laughs) The flames started to spit and I jumped back after one hit my thigh and then one spit and landed in my hair. I freaked out and I started patting down my hair in a rush. Once I felt like I got it out, I stood up straight and I wasn't at the fire anymore. But I wanted to go back. I wanted another chance. Yeah, I want to know what's in those flames. Go back, go back. <laughs> but then I thought, well, maybe it was meant to bring me here by looking into the fire. I was standing in the middle of a mall. A well, mall it seemed like a mall. There were shops, they were all closed. No one was there. The only thing that really screamed dream was there were staircases everywhere mm. this way and that, some straight, others taking sharp turns, and some winding. I said, hello. Just hello. my echo. Hello. 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 <laughs> no one answered. I started to walk around a little and noticed that all of the store names had a theme to them. Oh, what was that? Every store at this mall had to do
0: with children. Oh, no. I'm thinking, I feel like this I'm is going to go dark. I'm thinking about
1: Maui right now. And we just talked about this.
0: The fire and oh, yeah. wow.
1: A toy store, a candy shop, a children's bookstore. There was a clothing store, and in the window, there were uniforms of some kind. I peeked through the glass, and the store was filled with all the same uniform,
0: Hmm.
1: all gray polo-type shirts and slacks. That's creepy. That also reminds me of growing up where we needed to wear uniforms to school. Yeah, my kids had to do that. Yeah. Across the way was another store, and it was closed as well, but everything in the store was flowy. Almost ethereal-like clothing. Let's shop there. (laughs) And the store was lit up. It was the only one lit up. The clothing was gorgeous. I wanted to go inside, but the doors were locked. There was a sign on the door. I couldn't read it. It was in a language that didn't make sense, but it said something important. I just felt it. Walking further, passing tons of stairs, I came upon a shop with an open door. Mm. Nothing was in the display window, and it was dark beyond that, but something was telling me that I needed to go in there. I slowly walk in, and now I am inside a cabin. Ooh. A small cabin. Not fancy. It wasn't messy, but it definitely wasn't clean, and seemed recently tracked through with mud. Kids. It was so small in width, it took several steps to walk from the back to the front, And maybe twice the size, lengthwise. There was a fridge. I opened it. It wasn't cold, but there was a bunch of cans and water inside. Several open cans on the counter and dirty spoons in them. There were pictures on the wall of a family. They looked sweet. That was my first memory waking up, actually. A memory of a sweet family that I never met. Hmm. They just seemed like a sweet, normal family. Okay. I'm not sure why that stuck with me. I went up to a window by the front door and looked out. I saw nothing but the woods. I opened the door and walked down some rickety steps. The deck was covered in debris and ash. It was a cold, dewy day. I couldn't tell what time it was, morning or early evening. I stepped onto the wet forest floor and walked to the perimeter of the cabin. I didn't see anyone, no cars, nothing to say that someone had recently been there other than the footprints and food inside. Yeah. I noticed that the forest of the horizon seemed to just stop. I couldn't see trees past that point, so I walked to it. And it did. It did just stop. I was standing on the edge of a cliff. I don't know how high, and I don't know what was below. It was all clouds. I didn't know what to think. It was a dream, but so far, this dream was wild. Yeah. I had crazy dreams before. Unicorns, weird people, creepy (laughs) people, Slides coming down from the sky, space dreams, everything. (laughs) But something about standing there was different. It felt like I was being blocked from seeing it. Something important was hiding in those clouds. I stood there for a while just thinking. And before I had a chance to turn around, someone or something pushed me off the edge. Oh. And I woke up. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's like such a detailed dream. I love it. Like I was intrigued the whole way just like what's going to happen next.
1: Well, now I need I feel like I need to go meet her in her dreams. That would be cool. I mean, I wish that was a thing. Like let me help you.
0: Yeah. She's still talking. Hold on.
1: Okay. I have spent the last several weeks trying to go back.
0: Yeah, she wants to know. Yeah. That makes sense. Back to the tent, back to the children
1: and the fire, back to that edge. Who pushed me? <laughs> Right? I want answers and it is driving me up a wall. I have so many questions. And this was the first time in a very long time that I left a dream feeling like I was supposed to uncover something. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Obviously the children, they're a big concern, but I felt that if I knew what was in the clouds, that I can help them. Oh. I don't know. Maybe someday I will, but the focus on children in this dream is just throwing me for a loop. I know that so many children need our help, but this felt so specific. Yeah. Which specific children am I supposed to know something about? During the day, I have to remind myself it was a dream. Right. Move on. I'm letting it play a part in my day-to-day life. Even if I forget a while, just seeing a kid brings me back to it. So yeah. pray for me. I need help. Ha 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 ha. I wish we could help. My gosh. I mean, she put it into words. Yeah. One of the biggest things of having lucid dreaming is coming back and writing it. Yeah. So that means so she wrote remem- this down or she just has outstanding memory. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very detailed to remember. I mean, I went back to some of my lucid dreams recently
0: and it's literally like purple, right? Backpack. <laughs> I wrote one. It's still it still laying- feels like Dora. <laughs> Mine's not a lucid dream, but I had a really weird specific dream and I wrote it down. And yeah, it was like so scribbled. I could barely read it because I wrote it as soon as I woke up and it was very uh, convoluted. That's where those dream cues come from. Yes.
1: Is when you start to notice synchronicities, Kendra. (laughs) That's the word of the day,
0: synchronicity.
1: (laughs) So she says, any who you beautiful bombastic
0: women. That's a good word. Bombastic. Bombastic women. Fairly fantastic. Oh, take me to the
1: Shaggy. Yeah. I have a CD actually <laughs> because I didn't know. I had like this CD and it doesn't say Shaggy on it. Yeah. And so I put it in the CD player. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's all, who it was. All I had to listen to was like the first like three like, or oh, And I was like, oh, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I hope you enjoyed that. If I ever find out what is in the clouds, <laughs> write us or the box. That too. Let me know if you want to hear about it. Yes, please write us. We want to hear it all. Sorry for the long story. Never be apologetic (laughs) for a good story. That was really, really cool. Yeah, it was. That was really cool to read. Stay lucid and get woo. (laughs) I know that
0: I'm working on it. Peace and love, Ivy. Aw, thank you, Ivy. That was really cool. That was really cool. And you brought us back to our first episode. Bringing it all the way back. Oh, that was so good. I think we probably run out of time now, huh? We
1: never run out of time, but
0: we didn't choose
1: anything else. So here we go. (laughs) Yeah. I was
0: like, hmm. Yeah. This actually went longer than I thought it would because we didn't know how long we would take to read stories. We didn't know what we wanted these actual
1: lab reports to be. Should they be as long as we typically do them? Should we do them less? I don't know. Like, this is our first time actually putting this together. Yes. This one out. So we love input. Like, Email us, please. Yeah, let us know it, what you're liking, what you're not liking. What well, we didn't have in this group of lab reports is a true crime. Like, we will yes. talk about anything. Who was the person that said report Reporting for, for duty? duty? Yeah. Like, any strange or spooky or weird thing? Yeah, yeah
0: any of it. And it doesn't yeah. even have to be strange or spooky. It can be like, you know, a spiritual experience. It can be near-death experience. It can be some weird synchronicity. Do you have <laughs> questions? Like if you want to ask us conspiracies, I love yes. to hear those.
1: If you want to ask us questions in our opinions or just listen to us go
0: in and out on all of the different possibilities on that, I would live for that. <laughs> And I hope one day um, we're able to do some of those live sessions. Yes. I mean, right now it doesn't fit into our schedule, but we have big hopes and dreams. And I mean, once we know there's enough of you that want to listen to collectively <laughs> well, collectively there to like be yes, f-
1: there for, for something, a live like session. a live session, then yeah. we will. But thank you for
0: listening. This was an awesome, awesome first lab reports. Yeah, but it's volume two and you'll see more volumes coming out of lab reports. Um, We're hoping to do these monthly. Yes, we want to and we will. It all depends on timing and yeah, stories that come in and everything. So please add to our files of stories (laughs) and who knows, you might end up on our podcast. Yeah. And if you want to send in those reports, please send them to our email at lucidlabpodcast at gmail.com. You can
1: also snail mail us them to P.O. Box 251 East Lake,
0: Colorado 80614. And we are on social media. You can find us on all of them. The ticky (laughs) Just like just all of them, just not X. You know, tick yeah, no, never X. Not Um, X. So not not the little past dead birdie. No. Um, What what would we even do on there? So TikTok I've never been on there. I've never been on there either.
1: (laughs) I knew that it was a thing back in the day for some people, but I'm not there. No. So you know which ones.
0: Yeah. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Find us there. Look at our pictures. Tell us if you like them.
1: I don't know. what. what? I'm being weird you, now. now. Now Kendra's being a weirdo. It's one <laughs> o'clock in the our,
0: morning. Look at our pictures. Tell me if you like look them. Look at them in a good way, not in a creepy way. And, <laughs> and in the meantime, stay lucid. Yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> stay lucid. <laughs> Get woo. Booty now booty. Satan and satin. All of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Boombastic. Really fantastic. <laughs> It's Mr. Lover Lover. Mr. Lover mm. Lover. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We're silly. Yeah. <laughs> See
1: you later. Mm. No, Mr. Lover, lover.